Hello, everyone. Such a blessing to be here today. Not going to lie, it feels a little bit lonely in this building this morning. It's definitely giving me 2020 vibes. You know, this happened last... No, not last year. The year before last year, because it's 2022. Um, ah, good times. Anyway, wherever you are this morning, whether it be online or in person, I'm so glad you're choosing to tune in. I believe God wants to speak today. He wants to speak to us. And I don't know how your weeks have been or how you're feeling this morning, but I know God does. He sees you. And I know he wants to speak into your life. No matter what situations or circumstances you may be facing, God is ready to speak. So I'm going to say another prayer. Let's pray. God, speak to us now. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, meet us where we are. In Jesus' name, amen. So before I get into today's message today, let's just take a second to address the elephant in the room. Yes, I got a new shirt. What do you guys think? <laughs> no, although this is a new shirt. I know the question on some of your minds is, Haynes, what on earth have you done to your hair? And my response to that is, I just needed to change it up for the new year, you know? 2022, new year, new me, as it goes. It was honestly either this or a buzz cut, and my wife thoroughly disagreed with me getting a buzz cut, and so I decided to go with the bleach. Anyway... Now that we've got that out of the way, I'm just going to introduce myself um, and what I'm going to be talking about today. So my name is Haynes, or Hainzer if you follow the music. A bit about me, I love making music um, and YouTube videos when I'm not working at the bank. I'm also married to my amazing wife who's here this morning, Kim. Love you, babe. And today I'm going to be talking about reality. Now, I'm not sure what comes to your mind when I say the word reality. For some of you, it might be Survivor, or Keeping Up with the Kardashians, or even those huge VR headset things you put on at the arcades or in those little kiosks at the middle of the shopping centers. But for a lot of us, when we think of the idea of reality outside of entertaining TV shows or thrilling games that use advanced technology, we kind of see reality in a negative light. We see it as if it's this downer, this kind of killjoy. You've probably heard or even said things like, well, that's just the harsh reality, or you need to get a reality check. And if anyone has parents here, then I'm sure you've most likely heard both of those numerous times in your life. And you know what? For the most part, these statements are true in that reality can be harsh, and it's also something we all struggle to face and accept at times. It makes sense. I mean, just look at the world around us. I was going to say just turn on the news, but with the rise of fake news and society not even being able to agree on basic truths, you know, we don't even agree on what reality is, what's real and what's fake. But I guess that in and of itself actually says a lot about the reality of the world we're living in. The thing is, reality can be pretty depressing. Just think about this global pandemic we're in that's stopping us from all being here together today. All the rising cases of depression and anxiety, the fact that the suicide rates have never been higher. Or get this, did you know that there are more slaves in the world today than there have been at any other time in human history? Look it up, I swear, it's absolutely devastating. 
And not only that, you can even go a step further and think about the reality of how after it's all said and done, even if we somehow manage to change the trajectory of these statistics, from the dust we came and to the dust we will return. We are born, we live, and we die. Welcome to church, everyone. Just here to encourage you. No, but really, it's not that I'm being cynical. It's just, just that this is a part of our reality. And as much as we would like to think it's not there or even try to ignore it, it's not going away, for now at least. You see, this part of our current reality is hard to accept, but the reality is it's reality. Now let's take a step back for a second. What is reality? A great philosopher of, of our age defines reality as, quote, the state of things as they actually exist, as opposed to an idealistic or theoretical idea of them. And I think that's a pretty solid definition. Thanks, Google. Love you. Honestly, how did people ever live without Google? Like, I think for most of us Gen Zs, that's a legitimate question, or at least for me, anyway. Um, but back to what I was saying, what is reality? Reality is about how things are irrespective of what we think, feel, or see. It's about what's real. It's about what's true. And if we're being real, the truth is that there are aspects of this reality we live in that absolutely suck. I've just listed a bunch of really depressing facts about our reality, and the list could go on. But here's the thing. While these quote-unquote sucky aspects of our reality exist, there are also other aspects of our reality that exist, and that I believe reign supreme. And it's in the acceptance of this dichotomy that we find true freedom in Jesus. If you have your Bibles on you, I invite you to turn with me to the book of John, chapter 16, and verse 33. For those who might be new to the library of Scripture, the book of John is the last of the four gospel accounts of Jesus at the beginning of the New Testament, and it's coming off the back of a conversation Jesus had been having with his 12 disciples about his impending death and resurrection, but it's also aimed at us, his disciples, today. So, John chapter 16 and verse 33. Jesus says, In this world, you will have trouble. Okay, let's, let's just stop right there. Um, sorry, what? Here is Jesus promising us that in this world, we will have trouble. Notice how he doesn't say, In this world, you might have trouble, or, you know, in this world, you'll maybe have trouble. No. He says, in this world, you best believe you'll have some trouble. But you see, he doesn't stop there. He says, in this world, you will have trouble, but take heart, for I have overcome the world. I'll say it again. In this world, you will have trouble, but take heart, for I have overcome the world. Hallelujah. Guys, guys, this is huge. See, here we have Jesus telling us about the reality of things here on earth, that there is trouble, that there are things in this life that can leave us disheartened, discouraged, and disillusioned. And not just things around us, but things in our own lives. That abuse you went through as a child, that diagnosis you got in that doctor's office, that addiction you feel like is taking over your entire life, 
that relationship that didn't turn out the way you thought it would. These troubles are real. They're part of our reality. But while they may be part of our reality, they're not the full picture. You see, earlier I mentioned a few depressing realities, like how our physical bodies will one day die. That is, if Jesus doesn't come back before then. And while all of what I said is true, there are also other things I didn't mention that are true. Other things like how it's also true that Jesus died and rose again to defeat death so we could have hope of eternal life beyond the grave. You know, what I think a lot of us need, me included, times 100,000, is a reality check. But not just any reality check, a heavenly reality check. Because so often we can go through this life allowing the harsh realities, these earthly realities of our existence to dominate and shape the way we think and how we live our lives. Turn with me to the book of Colossians chapter 3 and verses 1 to 3. This is one of Paul's letters to an early congregation of believers. Colossians chapter 3 and verses 1 to 3. He writes, Since then you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. For you died, and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you will also appear with him in glory. You know, one of... Amen, yes, hallelujah. You know, one of the things I find so crazy about this part of Scripture is that in verse 1, it says, We have been raised with Christ. Past tense. The same language is used in the book of Ephesians, chapter 2 and verse 6, where Paul also writes, God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ Jesus. Take a look around you for a second. Does it look like you're in the heavenly realms right now? You know, unless you have a really, really nice house, the chances are that the obvious question, I mean, the obvious answer, sorry, is no. So then why does Scripture say this? Well, because although it may not accurately describe our physical reality, it does accurately describe another reality, and that is our spiritual reality. And let's just let that sink in for a second. When you become a believer and join the family of God, you are raised with Christ and seated with him in the heavenly realms, spiritually speaking. It's amazing. This verse is alluding to the spiritual communion we have with Christ and the exalted, triumphant position of spiritual authority we have through him now. As human beings, we have the erring tendency to focus on earthly things around us, which is why this verse in Colossians encourages us to shift our focus from these earthly things to the heavenly things. You know, for a long time, I thought that this verse was just talking about earthly possessions and pursuits. And while that's definitely part of it, what I've come to realize is that it's also talking about mindsets, mentalities. In this verse, God is giving us the invitation to abandon our earthly mindsets and instead take on a heavenly one. God's basically like, yes, this life will suck at times. But don't be disheartened by that, because I am on the throne. That situation may be hard, excruciating even, 
But don't give up on hope because there is coming a day when I will wipe every tear and make all things new. That's a reference to Revelation chapter 21, one of my favorite chapters in the Bible. So here we have the earthly reality and the heaven reality. And both need to be acknowledged in order for us to find true peace and freedom in Christ. You know, life can get super dark if we just live in the earthly reality. The secular narrative of our age is, as Paul puts it in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 32, let us eat, drink, and drink, for, we, for tomorrow we die. YOLO, you only live once. Chase success, money, notoriety, pleasure, and happiness. And yet despite the seemingly freeing narrative of a life void of God, underneath it all is slavery to our temporary desires. A dead end that leads to hopelessness and a lack of true purpose. And this is a narrative we can so easily take on and succumb if we're not actively living into the heavenly narrative that God's given us. All right, you guys still with me? If you feel the person drifting off next to you, just give them a nudge at home. We're almost there. So, I know what some of you might be thinking at this point. Haynes, that's great. That's really great. But how do we actually focus on these invisible realities of heaven that feel so intangible most of the time? Well, it feels like I'm drenched with the earthly troubles in my life. Well, as a wise person once said, practice makes perfect. It's easy to say you're going to set your mind on things above, much harder to do. I think we all know that. But as with anything in life, the road to becoming good at anything requires practice. And you know, there's this quote by Dallas Willard that grace is not opposed to effort, it's opposed to earning. And I love that. So, how do we set our minds on heavenly realities? We practice the way of Jesus and follow after him who by the way, was no stranger to the troubles of this world. Isaiah chapter 53 and verse 3 says that Jesus was, quote, despised and rejected. It says he was a man of sorrows, acquainted with deepest grief. I remember listening to a sermon by a preacher named John Mark Comer a while ago, which, by the way, I'm obsessed. Um, and he mentioned how he had been doing this thing, I think he referred to as imaginative prayer, where he would basically... Picture Jesus up on a cross, on the cross, and climb up next to him. He would basically, yeah, envision what we just read in the book of Colossians, where Paul says that we have died and our lives are now hidden in Christ. Because let's not forget that on the other side of death, on the, on the other side of crucifixion, is life and life eternal. And, you know, I think, it's, I think that's a great spiritual practice to implement into your life. I've done it a few times. It's really great. Um, especially if you're trying to improve your prayer life. And in this context, it would also be a great way to help solidify these heavenly realities in your mind and your life. Another spiritual practice of the way of Jesus, I think, is really helpful in getting us to focus on these heavenly realities, is church. I'm currently reading this book called Invitation to a Journey, a Roadmap for Spiritual Formation by Robert Mulholland. And there's this part where he writes... The individual Christian can be made whole only through interdependent interaction with the other members of the faith community. 
And I think that's something we really need to hear right now as the body of Christ. In order for us to be whole as believers, we need to be in community. There's a reason Paul is constantly saying us and we. God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ Jesus. It's because we need each other as the church to be constantly reminding each other of who we are in Christ and the power we have through his empowering presence, the Holy Spirit. And while it's definitely a tricky time for fellowship with COVID, well, not fellowship with COVID, but you know what I mean, I want to encourage you guys to stay connected. Gather together, whether it's a small life group around someone's table or even on a FaceTime call with a church friend. It's so important now more than ever that we stay connected. Does anyone here do CrossFit at all or has tried it in the past? No? Maybe you guys online. Oh, someone at the back. Cool. I haven't personally myself. But I think the main reason people do it is because you're there exercising with other people who have the same goal in mind of becoming more fit and more healthy, right? And so if we want to grow into disciples of Jesus that partake in these heavenly realities, we need to be around others who are also on this journey. To end, I just want to tell you about how God gave me the idea for this specific sermon. You know, I wasn't originally going to preach this sermon. I had another one prepared for this weekend that I'd already preached at a young adults camp last year on a completely different topic. Um, But I was just driving home one day from work this week, and I was feeling this general heaviness about life and, you know, different things that were going on inside me and around me. You know when you just have that stuff that doesn't really come up to the surface, but it's, it's there and it's subtly stirring deep within you? I felt it all starting to rise, and so I just started despairingly talking to God about it. Even while I was talking to him, I felt so weighed down by my troubles. And I remember it got to the point where I just thought to myself, wait a minute, why am I talking to God as if he's some human therapist and not the eternal, omnipresent, omniscient, and omnipotent, sovereign God? I don't have to sit here feeling super down and disheartened by the troubles I might be facing because I know the one who has overcome this world and every trouble in it. And so there in the car, I just started prophesying over my life and laying hold to the promises of God and scripture. You know, although I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. God, you say in your word that you are for me, and so who can stand against me? Jesus, you say that those who trust in you, Lord, will never be put to shame. So don't let me be put to shame. I will not be put to shame, but I will rise and be a light for you in Jesus' name. Lord, my, uh, Lord give me more of your perspective so that I can focus on how big you are instead of how big my problems are. Well, not verbatim, that was basically what my prayer started to sound like. And it was a heavenly reality check. Brothers and sisters in Christ, regardless of the many grim realities that we may face on this earth marred by sin, I hope I've reminded you today about another reality, that there is a God who is sovereign and has in fact seated us with him in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ Jesus. Like, are you kidding me? This is the reality I want to be living in. And I know it's the reality God wants us to be living in as well. 
So let's bow our heads and end in prayer. God, we just come before you and we lay it all down, God. Meet us where we are right now, Lord, in all of our mess, in all of our worry, in all of our highs and lows, God. Meet us here. Comfort us, Holy Spirit. Remind us of the realities of heaven, God. So often we're so blindsided and short-visioned to only see things here, Lord, but we know that there is so much more, that there is, there is so much more, Lord, that we cannot see. We know that you love us and you want to lead us and guide us, so continue to do that, God. May we live into the reality you have for us. You have given us free will, and we choose you today, Lord. I pray that everyone listening at home and in church today, Lord, that we all just, um, yeah, surrender our lives to you, um, and uh, yeah, know that you are ultimate reality and the way, the truth, and the life, and may we trust that, God. Um, I pray for this church, for everyone watching online here, and yeah, we just pray this in your precious name, Jesus, amen. Amen. Thank you guys so much for coming, those who did, very few of you, and online. Thank you so much for tuning in. That is all for today's service. I hope you have a blessed Sabbath, and yeah, have a good week.